Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis on the internet. And now, brand new, not that actually not that brand new, it's been there for a little bit, they are providing you with prop betting statistics for all your prop betting needs. Go check out HashtagBasketball.com today. And, of course, Thrive Fantasy. Use that promo code WTB, as in boxes, as in you're going to get $20 when you sign up using that promo code WTB on your first deposit of $20 or more. If you like prop betting, using that hashtag basketball, uh, the brand new tool, and you like Daily Fantasy, it's like they had a, uh, a good-looking baby, and then you can win money. And that who doesn't want a good-looking baby and, and money? I do. I want that. And the only way to get that is go to thrivefantasy.com. Use that promo code WTB. I am your host, Mike Katrin. And joining me, as always, fresh off of vacation, uh, feeling good, looking good, smelling good, my co-host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Imagine if you could, like, smell someone through the Computer. I don't. I don't. I don't think we want that. I don't think we want that. Have you been to one of those crazy movies where like they put the smells out? Because those are weird. The smellovisions. Yeah. No, I've, I've I've never done that, and I I don't know if I want to do that. That's, I don't think that sounds great. It was not not as cool as I expected it to be. It was actually just very kind of. Was strange. it a movie about farting? Whole <laughs> movie. Did oh, they make a movie about farting? Perhaps I missed this one. Uh, I feel like most of the '90s, like teen movies, were about farting. Uh, yeah, like, farting mean... was like a plot point, at, at the very least. <laughs> That's my number one. Yeah, like I don't want smell-o-vision during like the American Pie, like very first American Pie. If you want to, if I'm going to date myself, uh, that I definitely saw in theaters, um, where he's like banging a pie. Don't I don't need smell-o-vision for that. Why, I smell like pie, apple pie. The pie might smell really good. There's a, another part that might not smell that good. But actually, you know, <laughs> the production value, I, I don't know. Actually, maybe I kind of would be interested. I would be interested in being the person who develops the smells for the movie. That sounds like kind of creative. <laughs> this could be your new gig, man. Yeah. It's like Just apple pie and then chlorine afterwards. And that, that's what you get in your. If you are part of a Smell-O-Vision startup, I can send you my resume, and that resume is very, very, very <laughs> illustrious. I've been smelling my whole life. <laughs> I have. I have smelled for now exactly thirty-four years. It has been fantastic. Yeah, I have not lost my sense of taste or smell uh, due to any uh, recent pandemic. So I think I'm qualified, pretty much. You're ahead of some other people. Let's put it that way. Yes. Hope. Um, hopefully, everybody out there, you're staying safe. You're. It, you are hopefully getting vaccinated too. That, that that'd be great. I know those are opening up all around the country, and maybe that means you might be going to an NBA game, maybe even a playoff game, very very soon. And it is probably the playoffs, or almost the playoffs for you in your fantasy basketball leagues. This is like, I always we call this the weirds. Um, this is is the strangest time of the season because teams have given up. There's injuries, um, and other teams are like completely solidified 
in their position uh, in the playoffs. Well, this year's a little bit different. The playoffs are a little bit more wide open, which I like, which I thought would be a little bit more lucrative for the end of the season. But looking at my roster in about 90% of my leagues, half of the players are sitting out half of the games each week. It's not been great, Tyler. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of we had a lot of rests, and and part of that is this: the schedule has gotten so compressed, and everybody's playing four games every week, and you know, teams just want to rest those players so they're healthy in the playoffs, right? Because you know, everyone wants to win the championship. Yeah, that's all that matters. We got the playing games, so I think those like teams that are around that playing game um, status. We were just talking about this before the show. The West feels like you know. San Antonio, Golden State, Grizzlies, almost certain are going to, I think all three of those teams are going to be in the play-in game. So that's actually, I like all, all three of those teams. Yeah, the play-in in the West is actually going to be really interesting because, like, you're either going to have, like, Dallas or Portland in there, and then you're going to have Memphis, and then that's going to be just a fun game, right, where can John Morant go nuts? And then you're going to have Spurs and Warriors in an elimination, and then it's going to be the loser of Dallas and Memphis probably against Steph Curry. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. Like I, I do want to see Steph Curry go, yep, uh, I need to win one game. I'm going to win one game. Here it is. That's fun, Steph Curry. He's made 32 three-pointers over his last six games. How crazy is that? At the beginning of the season, I said, Steph Curry, one of my, um, one of my wild um, – bets for the season uh scoring scoring title it's in the cards is he even qualified has he played this many games i think he's played enough games and they might be lowering that qualification i don't think anyone's qualified for the person who's going to win the scoring title is going to be like you know somebody who's averaging 22 points a game because the only one who's played it's gonna be like colin sexton is gonna win I love how you pulled that name right off the top of your head. Just uh, Colin Sexton, yeah. I believe. Well, he's, I believe. He, he scores quite a bit. Uh, he's he's also... actually only a point behind, and he is qualified currently. Aha. There you go. Get he's a full it. point behind Bradley Beal. 30.9, 29.9. Bradley Beal should not be qualified. Neither should Giannis. Uh, it, was, it actually could get crazy down the stretch, because we saw last year Damian Lillard swing it with his nutsness in the bubble yeah that got wild too if, if they're gonna go kind of like bubble style for this for this uh uh play-in tournament which i actually think they should like have all the teams that are gonna be in the tournament be in one spot and just have it that'd be kind of fun they probably the owners of those teams and the owners of those stadiums probably go tell me to go fuck myself but um i think it'd be i think it'd be a lot of fun the east is wide open basically from the fourth spot down to uh, the ninth spot. And I, you know what? I'm going to say with the moves that the Bulls made, uh, I, I think they're at least going to get in that play-in game. And I, I think they could do some damage in the play-in game. I think it's possible they could sneak into the playoffs and then get tossed to the first round. Well, yeah, if they're not, if they're not seventh or eighth, right, they have to be the eighth seed if they're going to sneak in. So then they're probably going to play either Philly or Brooklyn, which if it's Philly, I don't know, man. When one of those big, uh, one of our big stars goes down, might have a chance. It's happened before. Yeah, same with Brooklyn. Um, uh, even though it's like Harden and Kyrie and KD, I feel like even they're so they're so like light in the bench that 
you lose one of those guys, it actually kind of does matter. Especially if like a seven game series, I think it would actually matter if you lost one of those players. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's cool. It's going to be a wide open playoffs. And hopefully you, I would assume, since you're listening to this podcast, have made your playoffs or going to make your playoffs uh, coming up here. In, coming into week 16, I'm sure some playoffs are starting. I know some of my playoffs are starting next week. Uh, I like to have a little bit later playoffs in my leagues. And uh, we're coming into a pretty regular week, right? Like for a lot of teams playing forward games, um, what, three, six, eight teams playing three games. And this is going to be one of the last, I think, regular weeks looking at my advanced schedule on hashtag basketball.com. Um, once we start getting into um, closer to May, shit gets a little bit congested. Uh, and you're seeing more teams playing four games. And then you start going to start seeing teams play five games down the stretch. And I think there's going to be a lot of resting. I think there's going to be a lot of oh, uh, very suspicious sitting uh, between now and those kind of final two weeks, maybe. And I, I, I once you're the playoffs, it's it's win or go home. So, you know, most I'd say seventy percent of my my team is very. Ex- expendable from here on out yes it's going to be total carnage when we get to those five game weeks because some of those some of those teams are going to sit people two games out of that week yeah and if you have a chance to make the playoffs like that actually might be good for you because you've got nothing to lose some of these you know teams who think they're going to be making the playoffs are probably like okay i can't really like drop uh, davis bertrands for some reason and you can go all right that's fine don't don't drop Davis Bertrands, who's only going to play two games this week. You moron! I'm going to hit you with three five gamers and sneak into the playoffs. Like I think you just got to go as hard as humanly possible, especially in head-to-head leagues. Uh, if you're in a roto league, I've been saying this forever. I'm like 50 games up on everybody in my roto league, uh, and they're just talking a lot you've been of shit. Playing Davis Bertrands. I've been playing <laughs> um, Chris Bouchard. Uh, I've been playing Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, I've been playing everybody on my team over and over. All my bench has been getting cycled in there. And I'm looking at down the stretch, there's 20 games left. I got about uh, 13, 12, 13 games left in my like center position. There's 20 games less in the season for most teams. Half of these guys are sitting half of the games anyway. If my center sits out half the rest of the season, well, I'm, I'm actually on pace. Yes. Yeah. So I don't, I don't really care. I'm glad to be up on games because I'm looking at some of these other guys' rosters and they got like, you know, six, seven players sitting out a night. And um, they, I think they think they're going to be able to make the games limit, but I would rather 100% be making that games limit than worrying about it down the stretch and finding like, you know, Davis Bertrand's on the, on the, the wire. What's your fascination with this with this Mr. Bertrand's who you can't say his name? Um, this motherfucker, I thought he was going to help me win a points a week and then he didn't play the last two games. So uh, I have a little beef with him currently. Um, <laughs> you and him aren't mates anymore? No, no. Davis, if you're listening, it's over. You used to be friends, but not now. It's over. It's, it's, just it's, untag me on Xbox Live. I don't want to hear about it. It's Davis for the record. Dude, that guy is not from. Actually, where is he from? He's from Latvia. Really? He's from Latvia. 
That's that's what it says here. Huh. Okay. <laughs> I I didn't think he was from Latvia. Shout out to, uh, let's America. play let's play a new game it's called where does bike think people are from yeah, we could do that that could be a segment i've always i've kind of always wanted to hit up those that that area of the world so if we got any latvia listeners out there uh, hit me up i want to know where to eat where to hang out what you're doing in latvia what's going on what the weather's like um when i can whenever i get it, get the hell out of this uh, country i'm coming to latvia may never go back yeah i'm gonna have to refriend devos bertrands and uh, so i can hang out in his uh his estate in latvia maybe he doesn't have one anymore oh i mean i hope he does i hope he's bringing it back to the community of latvia it's not a community it's an entire country um <laughs> so let's talk about week 16 tyler and let's talk about the preview that you uh, have up on hashtag basketball.com because i want to talk a lot i want to really focus this week on the guys that are appearing in this section of the season that we kind of call the weirds uh, guys who are coming out of the woodwork to really make a difference. And I was, I was speaking to uh, one of my buddies uh, the other day about how kind of once you get to this point in the season, you almost want to like start like culling your like medium players like you kind of almost want to do two for ones right before the deadline to get like kind of better players back just like even if you start like getting rid of your bench and and being a little bit more of a shallow team because all these random guys just come out of the woodwork down the stretch you can you can just stream like way more intensely and i still think stay uh actually improve your team because if you have like a couple guys who are now uh, much, much better uh, in your two-for-ones. But now you're finding, like, um, Jalen McDaniels. Uh, let's see. Who else is running around out there? I had a whole list of them, Tyler, and I've already forgotten them. Um, well, it, well, I'll just start with this. I think this is the part of the season where we see young players start, yeah. you know, getting some serious run. And, you know, we're seeing a lot of rookies popping up, you know. Um, Malachi not Flynn, right, Jalen not- Brunson. Right, and well, Jalen Brunson's not a rookie, but yeah, no. we're just seeing a lot of rookies, a lot of young guys getting opportunity for the first time, and we're seeing a lot of these teams that are maybe not necessarily competing for anything like the Thunder. I mean, the Thunder played a lineup where I want to say the average age of the starting five was like 20 years old. That's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. But I love it. I mean, the, the Oklahoma City Thunder, I think, are I, at the – uh, kind of the premier, like we're just gonna play. Uh, everybody's getting hyped on Poku, man. Everybody, everybody loves uh, loves this guy. Well, I mean, he's just he, he's not really ready for the NBA yet, I don't think. But he's really fun in the sense that he can just do a lot of things, and he is ridiculously tall. Yeah, he's got his, um, an interesting skill set. I, I, I will give him that. Like he's gonna get you those blocks, and he's gonna shoot threes um kind of that like stretch four mold if you're just looking at his stats um and i I like definitely like getting i think he could be on a standard league roster right now and he's he's uh rostered in in quite a few leagues already well he got hurt in sunday's game so let's hope that's not that bad yeah um but he has been good like over the stretch where they've basically been starting him here 
which is the last 15 games if you eliminate Sunday's game. He's averaging 13 points, 6.3 rebounds, and almost a block a game. Um, obviously, the percentages are bad, but you get 2.2 three-pointers. Um, he's interesting. He's just not the type of player that's going to win you your season, I don't think. No, but I think he could win you the week. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, could... Well, the only thing that you have to worry about is, like, he's got lots of – it's like it's he's hot or he's cold in the game. Like, he has – of those 15, he's got six where he scored two, four. Yeah, six where he scored under 10 points. He's got four where he scored four. And the nights where he's got four, he's pretty much always had zero blocks and about six or eight rebounds. And that's really all he's giving you. And that's a little scary. <laughs> yeah, I, they're going to be all, like, all these guys are going to be inconsistent, right? Because they're pretty young. Uh, they're obviously not um, considered. NBA pure NBA starters, um, but another guy on, on, on Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, Theo Maladon, uh, Maladon, I think it's Malad- Maladon, I believe. Maladon. You know how- it is. Oh, okay. See, I'm getting better at it. Uh, usually, I'm just butchering these guys' uh, these names, but uh, I'm giving it. Yes, I'm and he's been some effort in. He's been better. Yeah, and he probably should be on a roster for the rest of the season. But again, good. like in a roto. Don't don't you don't want him in a roto because he's taking a lot of shots and he's shooting thirty four point six percent over his last fourteen games. Yes, like so, you, he's going to kill you in that particular in, in field goal percentage. Like, right, but other but, than that, I mean, he's been good and he seems to be playing a little better during this recent stretch. I mean, he had a thirty three point game, he had a twenty five point game. He's getting you some assists, he's getting some steals, he's rebounding the ball. Like, yeah, he's interesting. Um, the Thunder are getting absolutely rolled in every game, so. Um, these guys are not leading to winning basketball. So I don't know after this season, how much they're going to play, but the thunder could be facing a pretty kind of long-term rebuild here anyway. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, I'm not, okay. I am going to attempt the last guy in the Oklahoma city thunder that I want to kind of get your opinion on. Uh, but it is a, a real doozy of name. Shout out to um, see. At, oh man. Siatvi Slav Mihaikluko. That's terrible. I'm, I apologize to the people of Ukraine. I apologize to uh, Siatvia's parents and to him, uh, but not to Davis Bertrands. Um, Tyler, how do you say this guy's name? Mihaikluko. Mihaikluko. That's it. Ski Mihaikluko. I don't go for the whole the whole the whole first name because most people just call him Ski, right. or you can call him the Ukrainian Maker, which is apparently his nickname on basketball. Ukrainian rapper. Maker. Yes, I don't know that. Why. That feels too ambiguous, in my opinion. That's too ambiguous of a name. Making, sort of like you know, the Rainmaker, I guess. I don't. I'm not quite Ukra- sure. Oh, you the Ukraine Maker. Oh, I like actually. I really, I really like that. Um, what do you think about the Ukraine Maker? What do you think about him for the rest of the season? He's, I mean, he's getting about 26 minutes a game in the last couple weeks. Um, and he's a guy who's been uh, almost getting a, a steal and a couple threes a game. Yeah, points and threes probably type of ad. I mean, I would add him, you know, if you need those categories, stream them. He's shooting the ball relatively well, so he's not going to kill your percentages. Um, I think there's a lot of these type of guys on the waiver wire. And so if the Thunder are playing that night, um, why not? 
Yeah, I think you got to. Um, I think you got to consider really anybody and, and and everybody at this point. And I think these are some of the guys who have popped out to me as fairly safe potential. Like, oh, spot star, it's gonna save me because I think you're gonna maybe maybe save a couple um, bad games from guys who or just no shows from guys, and then you can get the Ukraine maker in there getting you like 11 points and eight rebounds. Like that's, that's not the worst thing in the world. Um, a couple other guys that have caught my attention are the McDaniels brothers or are they cousins? I always forget if they're brothers or cousins. Oh, come on, Mike, you know, this, I don't, I don't pay attention to these rookies. I only, I'm a, I'm, I only chase the stars of the league. Jaden and Jalen McDaniels are brothers, assuming those are the two people you're speaking of. Course, yeah, who, what other McDaniels are there that we should care about? None. I thought they were, I, yeah, I thought they were brothers, but I thought maybe I got mixed up and they were cousins. But <laughs> I wanted to make sure. I, want, I right. wanted to make sure There's that we got answer. the McDaniels right. I actually kind of, I'm into both of them. I think I've had both of them on uh, as a spot star in some rosters in uh, multiple leagues and in your article here on hashtag basketball time you got Jaden McDaniels as a great pickup for the Timberwolves uh and the Timberwolves are now like healthier too but he uh Jaden's still been playing solid minutes even though the team is almost back to full strength yeah I think we're just seeing them kind of uh start to embrace playing some of these younger guys and you gotta like the fact that he can block he can hit he can block the shots and hit threes um you want him to get a few more rebounds than he's getting and you'd like him to score a little bit more, but threes and blocks are always a nice combo and the percentages don't kill you. So you got to like that. Yeah. That inconsistency, uh, like, like we've said is, is going to be there, but even the other night when he uh, had a pretty poor shooting night, um, only had four points, he still ended up with three blocks and a steal and six rebounds. So, um, it does seem like they want to play him and he played 29 minutes. It seems like they do, uh, and are going to play him with, uh, the, the starters or at least almost starters minutes and your boy back from back from the dead actually not back from the dead because this guy has been fancy relevant all season long Ricky Rubio um, kind of putting on some uh, last few weeks some like top top 40 top 30 performances yeah, I feel like Ricky Rubio is always the kind of guy who gets underrated and then he finds his way into a lot of minutes just because he's a good, you know, solid playmaker and he can do a lot of things that wins games or and maybe in Minnesota's case doesn't win games. But, I mean, the assists are always there. The steals are always there. And so I feel like Rubio is just a good, you know, fantasy get down the stretch if he's still available in your league just because he's going to win new categories. And, yes, he doesn't shoot a great field goal percentage, but – um, obviously the positives outweigh the negatives. And we talk about this, man, the assists league wide are just way down. Like in fantasy, it's hard to get assists. So Rubio getting you seven a game is freaking ginormous. Seven a game in 26 minutes for the entirety of the season. Lately, he, his shot has been falling and he's been pumping those steals up to over two a game. There is just really Rubio, no reason for the season is 16th in assists. Pretty good. Crazy. It's crazy that that number gets used to be 16th in assists, I think. Yeah, it's, um, it is. We've been talking about it actually for a couple years now that in these, uh, the modern, the second modern era, the third modern, whatever you want to call this era of the uh, kind of 
the Steph Curry era is what I'm going to call it because it's not uh, where everybody's shooting threes. Um, rebounds are for everybody. Uh, your center better shoot threes if you want to be um, competitive. Uh, steel, I think steals feel like they're a little bit up as uh, as well. Um, and now because of all that, uh, the uh, the way the ball moves around the floor, the way that they are, it's just not like Chris Paul pounding the ball out anymore. Like very few teams are even doing that. It's more about ball movement. Um, the assists are spread out throughout the, uh, throughout everybody. So finding your, your Trey Youngs and hell, even your Ricky Rubio's um, th- those are becoming much more valuable players in a build versus what their ranking is. And we always tell people to stop looking at the rankings, make a build around the best players in the, in the league. And those are the type of guys you want to look for, especially someone like Ricky Rubio, who was probably drafted pretty late in most of the drafts. Oh, for sure. If you want to check out a really cool article, um, Nylon Calculus, uh, which is part of Fansiden's yeah. network now, did a really interesting article about like, what teams are doing on offense basically. And they called it categorizing, categorizing offensive style. And they looked at ball movement, shot selection, uh, pace and player movement. And they basically grouped teams together. Like who is focusing most on like ball movement, who's focusing on shot selection. And they made these cool little graphs that you guys can check out. Um, It was just a really interesting article and it gives you an idea, maybe even in fantasy of like what some of these teams are trying to focus on doing and, Know, what you can expect more from players like maybe the, the mistake we made with josh richardson this year and thinking like he was going to take over as kind of a secondary playmaker was the mavs have really focused on right on getting luke of the ball and letting him create because that's where they think they're going to get their best offense and so the mavs actually on this you know it, it goes to show you that basically they are really focused right on shot selection and they're not so focused on some of those other things like, you know, ball movement and player movement as they, they want to get good shots. And uh, so it's a really interesting article. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I think that's a good way to um, kind of almost show, you know, if you are looking for a very specific type of statistic, like if you're looking for rebounds uh, or you're looking for threes, you might actually want to start going into the weeds on nylon calculus and start looking at how teams, their style of play, what they favor. And then on the flip side of that, you know, what, what teams are better, um, you know, this is, you can probably find this anywhere, what teams are better at protecting the three-point line. That, that, that is always a factor. Uh, and th- those are kind of like the, if you really, really need a spot start and you really want to be certain of your of your spot start instead of just going, eh, fuck it. Davis Burchins is probably playing tonight. And then he doesn't, he doesn't play for two games in a row uh, and cost you the week. Uh, those are the types. So maybe you wouldn't picked him up if you realized the, the teams he was playing were bad at uh, guarding or were good at guarding the three point line. Oh, 100%. Right. And that's what a lot of people do in like things like DFS is they try to focus on that stuff. And, uh, it gets really, really interesting. I think. Oh, right, you want to play a fun game? Let's let's do it. Okay. So I am on the great hashtag basketball. Okay. And I am looking at the um, the last thirty days okay. based on per game averages in hmm. just eight category leagues. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to guess the surprising name in the top ten? I will read you the other nine. It's Curry, Towns, Jokic, Giannis, Harden. LeBron, Kyrie, Jimmy Butler, Kawhi Leonard, 
the surprising name in the top 10 Ooh. over the last 30 days. Okay. Um, who's been playing really well lately? He plays for a team in the Western Conference. I'll oh, give you that hint. Okay, okay, okay. Um, this is someone that probably I like, so or maybe someone I don't like. I think that's why you, maybe you're bringing it up. So I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess. Um, ooh, I'm gonna guess Chris Paul because I don't. I don't like Chris Paul. No, but it is. Huh. A, it is also a point guard. It is Lonzo Ball. Oh. On the wow. back of four three-pointers a game and 8.8 assists, Lonzo Ball in the top 10 over the last 30 days. Wow. Yeah, I mean, Lonzo had that kind of real nuts return there in those, those last few games where he was just, like, murdering people. Um, you want to guess a surprising center in the top 35? 35. Top 35, a center. Right. Um, ooh, okay. Uh, who's a center that's been playing pretty well? Um, it's, it's not my boy Mo Bamba, is it? Uh, no, it is not your boy Mo Bamba. Okay, damn. I can tell you what Mo Bamba's ranked if you'd like. Mo Bamba, so yeah. 189th. That's not bad for Mo Bamba. Uh, Mo Bamba's had the occasional really weird game where he's just like, oh yeah, that's like, that guy's really really good at basketball except for it turns out if you watch the game like he's not i'm not sure you could get this person if i tell you that he is a center for the boston celtics oh god one of the one of those centers isn't is not there anymore so robert williams Robert Williams, 32nd over the last 30 days. Interesting. Very. Nine rebounds and 2.3 blocks, some decent assists, getting you 10 points. Robert Williams, a guy you definitely want to own down the stretch if he's available in your league. Yeah, and I think when, when they uh, when the trade deadline came, there was a movement in those in those Boston's. I think that's the person we were like, yeah, that, that guy needs to be on a team because he will play. And he, since he's the only guy now who is a center for – the Celtics, unless they pick somebody up, which we really thought they would fill that role. But since they didn't, we were like, oh yeah, Rob, Rob will gotta, gotta be on the team. And uh, apparently he's producing very, very well for, for all of you. So that's, that's real positive. There's some other guys that you definitely should be owning. Um, Danny green, who's ranked 52nd over the last 30 days, always mm-hmm. underrated in fantasy, lots of threes, good steals, good blocks, uh, some decent points. People hate, people hate Danny green. I don't know why. No, they don't like to to roster Danny Green. I th- I don't think I've never heard anyone say I hate Danny Green. They still like to roster him because it's normally under ten points a game, but he's been averaging thirteen over the last month. Yep. Just get a few more shots and in that Sixers offense, and so Danny Green, somebody you definitely want to own. Uh, some other guys that are probably owned in way fewer leagues than they should be, and then there's one guy we definitely got to talk about. But here's okay. some other guys ranked in the top uh, seventy five ish. Um, that are probably not that owned. Um, okay. How about Bogdan Bogdanovich? Is he getting owned now? Because he's been playing well. Well, he's been playing so crazily well. I I really don't see him in any, in any leagues available. Um, Joe Ingles, who's also been playing crazy well and yep. still not owned in anywhere near 100%. No, I feel uh, like Doug- him and like Kelly Olenek are two guys who are like, if they have like three good games, no one cares. Because they're like, yeah, of course he's going to fall off the damn planet 
And I, I, I think that's pretty foolish. Like you got to take the good with the bad with both of those guys because they're both standardly relevant. Yeah, Kyle Linux ranked 56 over the last well, month. So he well, now he's like basically starting and playing starters minutes and and actually playing a role on on Houston. Um, Dante DiVincenzo for the Bucks is ranked yeah. 74th, and he's been real good. And he's nice getting steals. a ton of steals and really good rebounds. Great steals. Um, Enos Cantor doing his Enos Cantor things when he's getting minutes. 20, 25 rebounds per 10 minutes, yep. Um, and then the other guy that I would say is Kyle Anderson, who's been pretty darn good for the whole season and still not owned in as many leagues as he should be. Yeah, that's another him. I feel like him and Ingles kind of fit into that mold of like, uh, they're kind of like a three who gets does a little bit of everything, but nothing really, really well. So when you look at the stat line, you're like, eh, fuck that guy. But then like over the course of four games of the week, he actually like won you steals. Right. And we talk about that all the time about how little things can sway um, pretty much any matchup. So last guy I want to talk about a new Brooklyn net. Okay. An old man, a man who, who never gets is the love he should get. LaMarcus Aldridge. What are you doing with LaMarcus Aldridge? Are you keeping him? Are you kind of just streaming him? Because LaMarcus Aldridge um, over the last 30 days, he now it's only five games, right? Cause it's only his time with the nets. He is ranked 46. Interesting. Um, I earlier when there was all this kind of like LaMarcus is on the Spurs and he's uh, you know, not playing and he's not doing, I was like, just get rid of him. Just get rid of this guy. Who knows what he's going to do? Who knows what's happening? He goes to Brooklyn and it's like, you know, you get on a new team, you get a little life back in you. You want to show that you still got it. And I think that's what he's doing uh, over the last, like what, five, six games in Brooklyn. I don't, I think he's only played five games in Brooklyn. Okay. In those five games, he's played 26 minutes, shot a very, very nice percentage. He's still 13, five and three. And the blocks are the reason he's ranked so high. Cause he had two blocks. He's averaging over two blocks per game. Um, LaMarcus Aldridge, not known for being a monster block guy, just a regular kind of regular average block, one block a game type of dude. So that being an outlier, I, I, I think this guy's out of the top 100 pretty quickly. Uh, thoughts that the Nets are not a good defensive team and that he, if he plays, is going to be the center and will need to protect the rim if they are going to stop anybody. Sure. Does that, does that improve his block? Uh, I mean, probably technically it will improve it over one. I still think over two is pretty, pretty silly. He's still only getting like four or five rebounds a game. And that is if he stays healthy enough that his knees don't uh, just disintegrate uh, off uh, during on the court. Um, he's also apparently out uh, for the next game. I don't know why. Um, I just, I don't know what's going on. I, I don't have any faith in the Marcus Aldridge. Should he be rostered? I don't even know. Like, I don't even think in the short term he net, he needs to be rostered in a standard league. I think if you need the block or the rebound um, or you just need, or, or if he's out on a wire and you want to stream him, go for it. Well, and the Nets play a fair amount of back-to-backs. They have through, well, let's see here. They have, Four back-to-back sets left. How many of those is LaMarcus going to play? Yeah, so there could be some missed games there too. Um, 
when is when is that team going to be fully healthy? For me, he's definitely more of a streamer, I think, right now than he is a um, you should definitely roster this type of guy. Um, I think you mentioned it too. Like he's also not one of those streamers that like you should expect to have like one of those crazy good games, right? Like we talk about these players all the time. Like sometimes you're the underdog in your playoff matchup, right? The playoffs are definitely coming up and you're like, man, I need somebody that can get on a heater and like have a weird 25 point game. Um, I think LaMarcus is going to be pretty consistent, like around 12, 13 points around six rebounds, maybe an assist or two, maybe get you a block a night. Like he's going to be super consistent. He's not going to be one of those guys who like drops the weird, 25 or 30 point game. Yeah, I think it's going to be a solid 12 points in, four rebounds, five rebounds, just over and over and over until he his knees turn to dust uh, in the middle of the playoffs. Uh, and I think I actually have some money on Brooklyn, so I need I need them to maybe. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, they should probably if they win the whole thing. I think I I'll get a a, a decent payday. So maybe I shouldn't root for. Marcus Aldridge's knees. Should, I should I should support. I should buy him some support braces. Send them to his house. And here's one last player. I'll say one last player. If you have not, no one has picked up T.J. McConnell in your league. Number one, you need to get what? a better league. Number yeah. two, what's going on? Please pick him up. He is in the top twenty in assists. He's getting you decent rebounds. He's getting you really good steals. He shoots a really good percentage because he only takes shots right at the rim. Um. Yeah, give him TJ McConnell. Just, just pick him up. He's good. He's he, he's better than good. Yeah, he will help you win your fantasy championship. I I truly believe that, especially if you um are in, playing in categories league. Hell, if you're playing in points league, who cares? Um, another guy who's been uh, picked up, and I want to get your take on it. Uh, after a forty-four point game in Toronto, Gary Trent Jr. Uh, obviously, Van Fleet out currently, um, giving him a little bit more playing time. But he's still been playing quite a few minutes, even when Van Fleet was in. Uh, what do you think about Gary Trent during the rest of the season? Um, well, I think we saw him even in, in Portland, right? He kind of is having a breakout year where he can score and get a lot of threes. And he's keeping that up in Toronto. So if you need points and threes, sure. He gets you about a steal a game, too. And the percentages. Uh, are not great, but they have not been killer during his time with Toronto. So, yeah, I'm fine with owning Gary Trent. And I've actually, in a couple leagues, like held on to Gary Trent and streamed some other guys because I just feel like they're not doing as much as Gary Trent has been doing for my team. Yeah, like you, it's hard to find someone with that type of uh, ability to score off the waiver wire. It just usually you don't have that sitting around. Mostly because people like like seeing – 20 points a game, or even if they get a 20 point game, they're like, that guy can get a 20 point game. I'll bet pick him up. And they get like zero assists. So it's Gary Trent at least does more than uh, just score. Yeah, for sure. And Gary Trent is, is good at basketball. He's just good at basketball. I like him. I like watching him. He is good at basketball. Um, I, I, I think that's a good uh, for the Toronto Raptors, even though it's, uh, it's been rough in Toronto this season uh, speaking of rough uh, victor oladipo out again questionable what are you doing with oladipo if you got him on your team well we're getting to that point in the season right where you should just cut him like if you don't think he's going to play and i've heard some rumblings that that knee injury is pretty serious so uh 
it depends on how deep the league is, obviously, and what I'm going to get back, right? In a standing league, I'd probably just draft them. If it's a deep league where the bench options are not great, um, and obviously if you have IR spots open, just put them on the IR and pick somebody else up. Um, if the options aren't great, I mean, you can maybe hold on to him. It would all you guys depend on. Are you chasing the playoffs? If you're in the playoffs and he's not going to play this week, and I mean, we should talk about this more maybe. If you're in your playoff matchup and you have a guy on your bench that's not going to play, I would almost always drop them and get somebody giving you games because that 10 assists and 30 points you get from the player that you picked up could be the difference in you winning or losing your matchup. Yeah, I think you have to do it, especially at this period, at this time of the season. Tyler, are there any other, I guess, guys that are uh, maybe flying under the radar that you're you're, maybe you're not ready to pull the trigger on yet, but you're keeping an eye on because that playing time is maybe starting to tick up a little bit and they got a lot of fancy potential. Is there anybody who like catches your eye? Cool. That's a good question. There's probably a few guys that I would mention. Um, man, some of these guys, uh, Dejon Tate, who's been kind of good all season and obviously no one's watching the Rockets, I guess. So no one's really paying attention, but I feel like he's a guy that fits into that mold. Um, James Johnson, since he went to the Pelicans has been pretty outstanding and a top 100 player. Um, the Pelicans also have a guy who missed a few games here lately, but is pretty darn good. A rookie Carol Lewis jr. I feel like that yeah. guy can, can get spicy in, in, in fantasy and in real life. Um, when he's getting big minutes and he, we've seen him get some big minutes uh, fairly recently. So there's another guy that I, I'm a really big fan of and okay. I've been watching uh, Chumo Kiki for the magic. Yeah. I think Chumo Kiki should be on a roster. Yeah. I, I picked him up in quite a few leagues and he's not rostered in, a, in enough leagues period. Actually he's, he's not rostered in enough leagues. I, I think even though it does seem like he just uh, got injured um I'm willing to see whether or not that like I'm holding on to him for at least a couple games, just in case that injury is not a big deal. If it is a big deal, he's got to go uh, just because of the nature of the, um, of the period of the season that we're in. But uh, triple King has been having some pretty good games for me. And I've, uh, I've appreciated that. And um, Isaac Okoro actually has put together a handful of games in the last week or two, which is surprising because Okoro has been like borderline starting like all year long, playing lots of minutes and then doing like absolutely nothing with all of that playing time. Maybe he's finally putting it together. Uh, yeah, he's looked better. I thought, and he's a guy that we thought coming into the season could get spicy uh, with some steals and he's finally starting to do that so that's been cool um, I would not hate rostering him because I think he's a good player and eventually going to be a, a good solid rotation player for a long time um, and then we're just seeing some of these guys bubble up like Isaiah Stewart for the Pistons I feel like he's the type of guy that if he could just play a little tiny bit more could get you some spicy fantasy stats like you know 10 12 points like seven eight rebounds like a block and a half a game um he struggled with some foul issues but but i'm a fan of him yeah yeah uh, i definitely am uh, i was also getting real excited about alexander walker and uh, on on the pelicans and that's that was that's sad that he uh, it looks like he's got a pretty severe sprain 
Yeah, well, and that was really disappointing because you they mentioned he was just starting to get going. It though maybe makes it better for Kira Lewis Jr. to get more minutes, and he also could be good. So I'm that's true. That's very true. Uh, one of the other guys, I'm always keeping an eye on former Bulls because you know when they leave the Bulls, they just start playing better. Uh, obviously, Wendell Carter Jr. is going to be very nice in Orlando, especially as that roster starts to get uh, thinner with all the uh, the injuries. But uh, Daniel Gifford in Washington, I'm just keeping an eye on him. I think if you gave Daniel Gifford 32 minutes, uh, you're going to get some nice like fantasy stats out of that guy. Uh, what so would just, you get if you gave Mike 32 minutes a game in an NBA game? Um, a lot of turnovers, a, uh, a, a sprained ankle, and uh, a, a high ankle sprain is probably what you're going to get out of me. Uh, I'm like 5'6", Tyler. I'm not, I'm not doing anything out on the court. I might get one, like one assist, maybe two. <laughs> I, I think if they pass me the ball, I would pass the ball to someone else right away. I'd be I'd be deathly afraid. Yeah, those guys are enormous uh, human beings. If you've ever seen any vast, any NBA player up close, uh, up close, they are large uh, people. Um, they are large individuals. You are not wrong about that. Which, which is what makes them so so incredible. And okay, why... this is how we have to end this episode because we've been okay. talking about a lot of crazy players. So. Uh, best hashtag basketball fantasy ranking okay. player, unexpected player for the rest of the season. You got to pick one of the guys. Maybe we've mm, talked about them. Maybe yeah. we haven't. Or you could go for something crazy like, I don't know, who's like barely a top 50 player ranking inside the top like five or ten. Got a, an off-the-wall projection for the for the stretch run here. Yeah, I, I don't know if this is going to be off-the-wall, but uh, I think – well, okay, I'm gonna go with two Charlotte Hornets. Oh, the double Hornet. The, yeah. you, you, you've been in love with the Hornets a bit this season. I, Mike's had a had a little uh, cheating affair on his Bulls with the Hornets this year. This this go around. Yeah, I've, I've definitely been watching more Bulls uh, lately, especially up to, leading up to that Zach uh, Levine All Star appearance, and now after the trade, they've actually been kind of a pleasure to watch. But um, yeah, the Charlotte um, former Bobcats have been my favorite uh, other team to watch. It used to be the Suns until Chris Paul got there. I don't want to watch Chris Paul. Um, I'm going to say Jalen McDaniels changes a lot of people's um, like results for the rest of the season. And then I also think Miles Bridges is about to pop off for the rest of the season. I like it. I like that a lot. Ooh, now see, I've, I've been debating, man. Do I go for a team that I think like just starts tanking and somebody really picks it up? Do I go for a kind of known commodity that I could see really popping off? Which one of these teams is almost out? You know, like, is it Toronto and Washington? Cause like for some reason, Cleveland like played Kevin Love the other day and I was like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Nobody wants to see Kevin Love out on the, on the court. Yeah, that, that I mean, they're the teams. It's like Cleveland, Toronto, Washington. Kings you see kind of throwing it out at any moment. The Kings, the Tyrese Halliburton could be like, he's the kind of guy you could see being like a top twenty player the rest of the season, right? Just like the Kings decide to kind of shut it down, they just decide, ah, we're just gonna give Halliburton all the minutes because we don't care, and he just like goes absolutely ham. Not that he hasn't been good all season, but type of guy you could see like getting spicy down the stretch. Anthony Edwards, I could see him kind of getting spicy. 
Now, what'll hurt his fantasy value is the percentages probably won't be great. But like, couldn't you see him like averaging twenty five points a game down the stretch? That's that's another. Yeah, I can see of, him. I mean, but we might we might be have we might have another uh, Minnesota known for known known for cultivating uh, this type of player. Um, Edwards scoring a ton, but he's also taking like the third most shots in the league right now. Oh yeah, Edwards, and we talked about this. I think way back when he was drafted right is that like he's a, a volume kind of scorer like he's a little bit wiggins-esque in that yeah there he is andrew wiggins i think he's uh, edwards is doing already a little bit more than andrew wiggins ever did there's a steal there's a couple assists in that game there's a, at least a steal in that game uh he's hitting you know a couple threes a game so at least there's it feels like there's a little bit more there but like that really sours me on Edwards's ceiling. I think if you are in a, a dynasty league, right, and you see Edwards, he's scoring so much, he's playing so well, he's doing really, really good. I don't, I don't know long term what that ceiling is, but I think he's gonna have stretches where he plays like a top forty player, top thirty player. But I think maybe it's gonna be a few years unless he breaks out, unless he like he's super young. Uh, it's going to be a few years before he consistently finishes over top 50. Now, granted, he's like 19, so uh, we'll see. Well, yeah, and those guys have a tendency to kind of be able to uh, build it a little quick, a little more quickly than some other ones. Um, I, I really wish the Rockets had a point guard because I feel like at any moment John Wall could just kind of be out for the season. I thought he was. I thought John Wall was out for the season. Oh, no, he got – he actually got pretty spicy when they played the Warriors the other night. Um, he had 30 points, seven assists. Um, John Wall, uh, he just came back. He came back and played. I think the first game he played was against the Mavericks last week. No, no, he's um, looked he's looked great in, in, in these few games that he's he's played when coming back. So I would continue to, like, either spot start him or have him on a roster. Uh, it looks like he's rostered in most of my leagues. Uh, the – the thing, like you're saying, don't worry about. I, I legitimately thought I read that like they're going to shut him down for the season. So maybe well, that was one of those speculated speculation. Yeah, I, one of the big guys had one of the big national reporters had to report that he had some like loose bodies in his knee, and basically they thought he was going to need surgery after the season, and they thought that they might just shut him down to kind of get that process going because obviously the Rockets are not going anywhere. Um, that never happened. So. Um, I could see Houston though, like like any of those guys on Houston just kind of getting spicy down the stretch here. Yeah, I guess if you're looking at that roster in Houston, no one really, man, no one really stands out to me though. That's, that's I don't know. I mean, that's a yeah. Sterling I mean, Brown. I don't know. Honestly, thing might be Kelly Olynyk. Just goes ham down the stretch, gets you a bunch of really crazy double doubles. Like has some weird twenty-five point games just because he can. Maybe, might be him. That might be your guy. If he's on, if he's on a waiver wire, he should he should not be right now. Uh, I think that's a I think that's a pretty good uh, segment to leave on, Tyler. Tyler, what you got going on? Where where can people find you on Twitter? Plug plug all of your mini articles that you write every week. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Tyler P Watts. Uh, you can check out uh, the weekly schedule preview, which obviously only has a few more left, but um, we'll help you in your playoffs at hashtag basketball.com. Um, you can check out anything you want to know about the Dallas Mavericks, probably written by me 
um, at the Smoking Cuban. I have been deep diving some games. So Kristaps Porzingis kind of got froze out in the fourth quarter last week where he, he touched the ball two times and didn't attempt a shot. Hmm. Um, I discussed why that happened and hmm. what the Mavs could do about that going forward, which was a very interesting article. And then um, on Sunday night, DeMar DeRozan hit a game-winning shot against the Mavericks, and the Mavericks did not double-team. And I looked at, took a deep dive into should have they have double-teamed Mr. DeRozan and what lesson they can learn from not double-teaming DeRozan going forward, which was another fun article. I like that. I like both those things. I, I'm very interested in what happens with that Spurs team after this season. Looking forward to that, that offseason. Oh, yes. Because, I mean, they could literally lose Gay, DeRozan. I think Patty Mills is a free agent. Yeah. So, and, and they, I mean, Pop might even hang it up. Like, who knows? Well, this could be a well. So this could be a very unspursy Spurs team. It should be weird. Yes, it's going to be very strange. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that off season, and we're going to start shifting into off season mode because if you're in the playoffs, you know what you're doing. We're going to still talk about what players are coming out of the woodwork, uh, potentially good streamers, good guys to pick up off your waiver wire. But really, you know what you got to do. So at this point in the season, it's great to to look into next season, uh, look forward to what to expect in the offseason, kind of look back on the season and, and look at how players played, what guys are up and coming, what guys you want to keep an eye on for the future. Uh, we're going to do all sorts of that leading into the actual playoffs. Uh, and maybe we'll come up with some fun stuff uh, for the play-in games. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll come up with something. Uh, but if you like what you hear, Rate review us on whatever you're listening to this to. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. Like Tyler said, you can find him at Tyler P. Watts. Uh, if you want to support the show, patreon.com slash watching the boxes. And if you, uh, I, I might be doing, a, so I did a premiere watching the props on twitch.tv slash watching the boxes. And um, really, really none of those, none of the picks hit. I think like two of the picks hit out of the, like the, the six or eight picks hit. It's a pretty bad night. And then I got in my head. I was like, oh, man, I just made people lose money. I don't want to do that. I think I'm going to try it again. Um, I've been riding Okiki for a while, but now he's injured. Uh, riding Ricky Rubio lately for a few uh, games here. And so I got to stick to the basics, trying to get a format for watching the props. Hopefully I can take that forward with your support at twitch.tv slash watching the boxes. And I think that's it. Good to be back. Uh, good luck on your playoffs. Stay safe, and we'll see you next time.